Welcome, welcome to the Body Emotion Podcast, Pain, Posture and Emotions. Today, now, we are speaking about a very interesting subject. Sometimes we think very often that the body is like a machine and we don't pay attention into the emotional sphere and the relationship between this and pain. And I'm also going to tell you a story about pain, consciousness and death. So let's go for it. Okay, 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 let's go for it. In the previous episodes, we've been speaking about a limiting belief that it concerns the idea that pain is equal injury, and it's 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 a it's a, it's a belief that is um, accepted in society. And I'd like to reflect about something. Imagine that when you having back pain or you experience back pain. Uh, it's due to you are doing any kind of physical activity. What is going to happen next is that you're going to start associating the back pain into that uh, physical activity. Then you're going to start with your inner dialogue, your inner speech. I'm afraid of hurting myself again, so I'm going to be very careful with what I do. I'm going to avoid doing certain movements, certain activities. And little by little, you start... Your mind starts generating strategies that they are leading into avoidant behaviors. And, and these avoidant behaviors are generating strong, strong associations of reaction into certain activities. So you don't, you are gonna try to avoid certain activities. So then what is happening in your mind and body is an overcompensation. For example, I'm going to tell you a personal story. I have a client and she's a wonderful girl and she's been having back pain for several years because she had a hernia operated on, on the lumbar spine. But she moves, she trains really good and she has got a very nice control of her own body. But sometimes when she's having more um, sensitive back pain or she's feeling back pain a little bit more, she usually texts me and says, David, um, please, this week I cannot train. I feel my pain, my back uh, a bit sore and a bit painful. And and I start, you know, I already know her. So I, I know that she's starting, you know, I, I, can, I can really see and live what I'm telling you, that avoidance situation. And, and why this is happening? Because far from what the majority of people think, Pain, muscle pain, nerve pain, pain in the tendons, in the ligaments. It happens because there is an an excessive tension on those tissues. But the problem is that 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 tension that is too much, it it could be developed from the emotional sphere. And that's the key. That's important. The problem... The, the main problem is that we see the body as a machine and we see the DC as a dysfunction of the machine. So then we think that if we cannot prove scientifically uh, um, anything in, in a tube in the laboratory, it doesn't make sense at all. But hold on, think for a moment that there's questions that all the science has been improving a lot, 
There are some questions that are very difficult to prove in a laboratory, like, for example, the huge mystery about the mind and the organ, the brain. And I think it's because of this kind of philosophy or belief, and not just in back pain. In many other cases, it's, it's about this belief and philosophy that we are not considering that the emotions, they play a significant role in, in different issues and that they, they are the direct cause of some issues and disease. And pay attention because I'm saying a direct cause. It's, it's accepted nowadays that emotions, they could, they, they, they could influence, for example, in back pain, in chronic neck pain, in headaches, in problems in, in the stomach. But we don't consider that emotions, they could be the direct cause. It seems like we, we feel uncomfortable of uh, recognizing this. It's like, it seems like we could prefer to deny and avoid it. Then what happens is that we divide mind and body and we see mind and body divided. The problem is that it's fully and deeply connected. Many times uh, when we speak about pain, we, we just think and see the things from a physical perspective, meaning that, that it happens on the body. And we deny the possibility that it could be caused because of psychological questions. So then we just put our focus and effort and energy on the structures. However, studies and clinical evidence has been showing and it suggests that back pain in many times when it's a non-specific back pain, it could be and it's very likely that it's because psychological alterations that they, it's affecting into your muscles, your tendons, your ligaments and your nerves. Of course, it's happening in your physical body, but the root of the cause is coming from your emotions and your minds. What I want you to do is to start reflecting about this concept with an open mind, with an open heart, that your mind and your body starts embracing this new idea, this new concept, because otherwise it's going to be really difficult. It's going to be really difficult. Before we carry on, I'm going to tell you a fantastic and emotional uh, story. So pay attention, because I'm, I'm sure you're going to find a meaningful message behind this. If, if you reflect and you listen to this story with what I was telling you, open mind, open heart, you're going to find a meaningful message behind this. The story is about Evan Alexander. He's a well-known and recognized neuroscientist, uh, a professor in, in Harvard University, and he's the author of uh, a book with the title The Proof of Heaven, uh, the journey of a neuroscientist uh, into in, in life after death. He, he, he tells the story that he, he wakes up one day, the 10th of November 2008, and he wakes up with a lot of back pain. And after that, he starts, you know, feeling a lot of headache. And finally, he got into coma. He, he, he was in coma 
due to uh, an unknown DC. So with no with no reason, with no uh, DC. Of course, there were some symptomatology that he describes, and but it's more technical. But he indicates that several several doctors they 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 never knew what happened to him. The interesting thing is that after a few days, uh, he wakes up. So he wakes up and suddenly there he is. Evan Alexander is there. He doesn't remember anything. He doesn't remember his family. Nothing about his past. He doesn't remember all his knowledge about neuroscience and the brain. Nothing. Nothing. However, little by little, in the following weeks and days, he starts remembering some some visual images, some memories about his childhood, about the last 20 years of his life, and even about his neuroscientist knowledge. The most exciting part is that little by little he starts he starts recognizing and remembering some experiences that he had during coma. That situation, it was a surprise for him and for the doctors because of the following thing. Because the doctors indicated that the neocortex, it was not working at all. And in neuroscience, in modern neuroscience, it's considered that the neocortex is fully necessary for a detailed construction of the consciousness. But in Eben Alexander, it was off. It was off. However, he was remembering certain faces, and as he describes, part of what he describes, he says, he says that uh, the next phase, the next phase was introduced for him by slowly spinning white light of a great clarity associated with a perfect musical melody. The approaching light opened like a rip in the fabric of that ugly subterranean realm leading up into an ultra-real valley. That's how he describes part of his experience, but he says that he had nobody image during any part of his journey. He was moving up through a, a brilliant valley and as, and as a speck of awareness on a butterfly wing, accompanied by millions of other swooping and soaring butterflies of an indescribable beauty. That's what he says. And little by little he starts he starts telling that when when he he decided to start sharing, you know his his stories with the medical doctors, they start, you know, uh, recognizing and and speaking that the neocortex is well, it, it, it was damaged, quite damaged. So it was very difficult to for the brain to create those experiences. So. Even Alexander, as he was not remembering his knowledge in neuroscience, he was not remembering anything about the DC, 
he started he started you know uh, trusting in the doctors and saying okay well it, it must be a, a trick of the dying mind however uh, he starts being very curious about and he starts speaking with his son and his son he was studying neuroscience so his son says to him that why why don't you start writing all all you remember don't read anything but about the science of death. Don't read anything about neuroscience. So Evan Alexander started writing around 20,000 words about his experience in order to find an explanation. Then Evan Alexander, uh, he decides to, 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 to explain everything he remembered during coma uh, as a mechanism as a mechanism of, of the brain. And he was he was he was willing to accept the affirmation of the doctors that it was a tricky a tricky mind of the dying brain. But then he was like, okay, if 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 it's a trick of the mind, I really want to know what's that trick. So he says that his conclusion after several months of an analysis with doctors and with another interested colleagues his conclusion is that what he witnessed it was really happening it really happened just not in the physical universe or in my brain that conclusion it was followed by an aston astonishing revelation about the identity of the beautiful company he had on the butterfly wing because he started he started remembering after four months after coma he discovered that the person who was on on the butterfly wing it was in fact the birth sister he had never known who had died two years before he even knew of her existence he says that that revelation was the catalyst that launched him into a more complete understanding of the reality of his journey. I think this is fantastic. With his story, uh, I just simply want to share with you the huge mystery of the mind. And, and not just about the mind, mind, about the consciousness. And hopefully, maybe you can really understand that the human psyche live deeply connected with the body. And therefore, in order to, to cure back pain, we need, we need, and you need, you really need to, to be aware about this deeply connection. I think this is really, really important. In the next episode, we're gonna be speaking about something that is important, doubt, about pain. Before we finish, I'm going to try to inspire you with a quote from Carl Jung. He says, consciousness is a condition of being, and there is no consciousness without pain. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed a lot. I send you all my good vibes and my love. My name is David El Corabarrutia. This is Body Emotion. Thank you very much.